What's going on, Wes? What's going on, Brian? Just uh, sitting over here trying not to fry. Is it is it a thousand degrees in Boston right now, like it is across the rest of the country? <laughs> it's not too bad. I had to go. I had to go. Uh, I finally got rid of my Quest too. Um, <laughs> so I had. To, I did have to leave the house today. I went to the post office to mail out my Quest too. I'd made an even trade, Wes. What do you feel like an even trade for a Quest two would be? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, Fifty dollars in a pack of smokes. Perfect. Perfect. I got a I got I got a backwards compatible PlayStation Three, so it can actually it's the kind of one that launch mode oh. that can play PS2 games. Um, so I thought that's that was pretty cool. fair. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, I mean, well, it was I mean, hot. I mean, you're not using it. <laughs> you, <laughs> to answer your question, it was hot. <laughs> it, was, it was yeah, right. Yeah, it's really hot <laughs> yeah. here right now. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't being used, and long gone are the days that developers are like, "Hey, we're launching on Quest Two first. Um, you know, can we send you a key for that?" Uh, so I said, fuck it, man. It's, it's time to move on. It's time, it's time to get, get out the old, uh, send it off and, and get some even older in traded old technology for extremely old technology. <laughs> yeah. And in 10 years, you'll, you'll be trading your quest 10 for your quest two. Oh, sweet. It's cause request two will be yeah. so retro that I'll actually be interested in it again. Right. Exactly. I love it. Perfect. Let's. Max in the chat says, "I I was the winner of the trade. I, I fucking love it, man. That makes me feel really good. I feel like I did did the right thing today. Let's start the show, dude. Let's go." This is PSVR Gamescast Live, where we film live every single Monday, West Day, and Two Wise Friday, right here on PSVR Without Parole. We do it live, 6 p.m. Eastern, on YouTube. We do it live, video format for your viewing pleasure, for all of you who like to listen with your eyes, for all of you who like to watch with your ears. We do it on podcast services of your choice. Thanks to our good friend, Jamie, who uploads this thing on podcast services of your choice. If this show's too damn long for you, we get it. We're pretty tired by the end of it, too. Don't you worry about a thing, baby. We have you covered. In fact, our friend Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry has you covered and puts timestamps into this thing later on at night. So if you don't like watching it live because there's too much talking, we get it. I talk way too much. My name is Brian Powell from this gentleman right here, PSVR Without Parole. And this gentleman over here to my left, you are right. It's Wes Dillon from Virtual Strangers. <sighs> What's up, Brian? I'm What's up, Game Cat? so tired and over caffeinated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you got some real AJ energy going on today, bro. It's like... You're putting it out there. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, man. Uh, what's going on with you, dude? What's going on with uh, what's going on over on Virtual Strangers, guys? Of course, don't forget to subscribe to Wes and his friends that are VR agnostic over on Virtual Strangers. There's got to be lots of stuff happening outside of the PSVR two verse, right? Yeah. Well, outside of well, not really. There's not a whole lot going on in VR in general right now. We've got some stuff trickling in, and it's just how I like it, man. Uh, because assuming I had time to play VR, I would I would be playing what I want to play right now, but I haven't been playing a lot of VR, honestly. I'm trying to find time to get in there and uh, and get some stuff done for this week's show. This which, week. by the way, uh, this week we're going to do the Room VR, uh, a Dark Matter for PSVR two. Nice. Yep. Yep. And, and did you, you played that on me. you played that on PSVR one already, or on PC VR already? I played it on PC. Yeah. What were your uh, What were your impressions back then when it first came out? I liked it. I like I like puzzle games. Um, 
especially ones that are story driven and have a little bit of a dark narrative and uh, super high production values and looking forward to getting back into it. It's been a while since I've played it. It's been long enough that the puzzles will be new again. So I'm looking forward to doing it again. I enjoyed it the first time around and I expect I'll enjoy doing it a, a second time now. Hell yeah. If you guys are interested in my personal review, uh, look on the channel tomorrow and uh, I'll have a review ready for the launch of the PSVR 2 version. Uh, what else is happening, Wes, before I've rudely interrupted you? I know you had more to say. Uh, yeah, we, I think we're going to do Tea for God this Ooh. week. Uh, for those of you who are not in, or not familiar with Tea for God, it's one of these games that takes your, uh, your room setup and builds the game procedurally around that. And the game kind of has you walking in circles in real life, although it doesn't feel like it in the game. In the game, it just feels like you're in a world and, and you keep moving uh, using um, techno- technological expertise and uh, magics. And uh, I've been looking forward to it for some time. It's been in early access for a while, but uh, I've been waiting for a full release. And we are at that point now. And people have been telling me it's amazing. Try it out. Um it's like um, kind of like a mind-bending uh, sci-fi narrative behind it, and I look forward to checking it out and talking about it this week. Nice. Man, I haven't played T for God since like 2019, I think. Yeah? Uh, so How weird been... is it that there's, that there's quest games out there that you've played and I haven't? Whoa. Crazy. I actually, I wouldn't have ever played it, uh, except for our good friend M who came to the GameCat meetup in 2019, uh, brought their, um, quest headset. Like back when people were like, Oh, sh- should I get a quest? Yeah. Before everyone was like, yes, you should. <laughs> and, uh, and they showed us uh, T for God, which was crazy because we had, it's funny because it was, like you said, it was really designed for people with a limited amount of space. Don't have room for room scale. And so you kind of set the borders. You say, I've only got three feet by three feet to use. And it makes you feel like you're walking all over the place. Uh, but yet the place where I first tried it out, uh, we had the game cat meetup. Uh, the, the pre party for that was at Dez's fencing club. And it was like the biggest space you could possibly imagine. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so the, this thing that was really designed to like, to, to take advantage of small spaces, we were just able to like, poof, now it's gigantic. Um, and it was really cool, man. Like you, you, like the things it has you doing, like it, it puts you into elevators uh, and then you turn around and suddenly like you're walking out of windows and you're walking along like ledges of skyscrapers and shit. And you're just like, how am I, it's, it's, you have to really pay attention to find out how they're utilizing such a small space, uh, to make it, to make it work so effectively. It's, it's very creative. Yeah. Here's what I think is going to happen with it. Um, because since then they've put in an option for artificial locomotion. So I think I'm probably going to walk around in circles for about 30 minutes and then I'm going to go get in my chair and flip the switch and play the rest of the game. I mean, I don't want to pass judgment on something that I haven't played in four years uh, because I'm sure they've made plenty of updates. But I think the appeal to that game uh, gets lost if you use artificial locomotion. But hey, I, I'm down. I'm down to check it out. Oh, wait. No, I'm not. I just I just sold my quest. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that could be a problem. Quest 3 is coming, Brian. You can you can catch up, man. Well, that's sort of what I promised myself. I was like, well, I'm, it's not like this is the end of my quest days. I am absolutely picking up a quest three when that launches. Uh, it's just sort of necessary to sort of like to know what's going on outside of the PSVR space. Yep. Good practice. Good practice. Yeah, dude, I'm excited for the room VR. Um, I actually just re-downloaded it on my PlayStation 
I've redownloaded the PlayStation 4 version on my PlayStation 5 to do a side-by-side comparison. Uh, so that'll be interesting to check out. Very excited. Yeah, and it, it is noted uh, we, we're we're not allowed to talk about the game yet. You know, embargo reasons, right. typical thing. But what we are allowed to say is that it is a free upgrade. So if you already have the room VR on your PlayStation 4, your PSVR 1, then uh, just hang tight because you're about to get a free upgrade in just two days. Right. And also what we're allowed to say uh, is that the original game <laughs> was really fucking good. And so uh, yeah. take that True for what that. it's worth. Okay. I'm just trying to fix everything. All the frames get screwed up when I reset this. We, we, Wes and I were talking about Welcome Back, Cotter, um, before the show. And uh, and I can't shake this, Wes. I've got this burning question in my head. I don't know if you can answer it or if anyone in the chat can answer it. Obviously... Uh, there was Mr. Cotter, the teacher, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and we even met Mr. Cotter's wife. She had a name. Uh, and then there was Vinnie Barbarino. And, and, That's right. And at least, what, three other sweat hogs? Like, they all had names. Did That's any, right. Did any yeah. of the girls in that class have <laughs> names? Or were they just background characters that never said anything? I don't really remember. Well, I'm sure that they did have... Uh have names, but they were B characters. You probably had to be a fan of the show to know what their <laughs> names were, like a real fan of the show. It was a different era, Brian. It was a much different era. I was, I was a huge fan of the show. Uh, that was, that was something that my friends and I all got into in like junior high or like early high school. And, um, yeah, they don't even call it junior high anymore, do they? That's how old I am, Wes. Is that people, I say yeah, junior a, high called, and like, it's called middle school now, I think. Right. Middle school was only five and six when I was, when I was growing up. Elementary school was one through four and now it's all changed. I don't even know what the SAT scores are. If I told somebody I got a 1600 on my SAT, they'd be like, you fucking <laughs> dumb dude. Yeah. Yeah. I don't either. We, we didn't do, uh, we didn't do SAT here. We did ACT. Oh, we did those too, one. which we just did those yeah. for fun though. They didn't count for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> Uh, this is what happens when you don't have too much to talk about. Uh, Wes, we have, uh, we've got a couple trailers to take a look at. Uh, we've got some new information about Wanderer, and then we're going to talk a lot about Crossfire Sierra Squad. Uh, so let's jump in, uh, with, with both feet. But if you're a diver, I guess it would be both hands. I do, I was, a, I was, a, did the pencil dive, so I just go feet first or cannonball. Cannonball. That's the way to go. Hell yeah. Because it fucks with everybody around you. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what's, what's the name of this first game that we're checking out? I believe the first game was a game that goes by the title of Rumble. All right. And what we have shown here uh, in this brown square below us is, is the early access trailer for Rumble. Uh, this this has been kind of making the rounds on Twitter a bit today. It's a PvP game uh, where you sort of uh, you use the earth around you. You, you, you cast it forth. Uh, from your hand, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I have not, I have not done much investigating into this game. Uh, but there's got to be more to it than this trailer shows. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I hope it. There's more to it than this trailer shows. Uh, but people, people are getting a little bit excited about it on Twitter today. And when, it, and when it, they asked the developers, "Is it coming to PSVR 2 They said, "Yes, yes, absolutely. That is in the works." Uh, so, um, I mean, it has to be better than Wands, right? Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far, Brian, honestly. But I will say this. This game rocks. Shout out to Miles Dyer out there. So, um, 
No, uh, yeah, I don't know about this, man. Like, the the trailer, I mean, even for the type of game it is, the action seemed kind of slow. And, like, it, it was the, the late late stages of the trailer before the, the, the character even moved out of his space. Like, I thought it was stationary there for a minute. And then at the end, he kind of jumps over into his enemy's space a little bit. So, I don't know. Maybe it gets interesting. I, I like you. Hope that there's more going on here than what they're showing in the trailer. Uh, but if that's the case, they need to fire their trailer guy because. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, this is probably not the latest trailer that they have. This is an early access trailer that they put out. Um, yeah, I'd be curious what else is going on here. It is, it is interesting. Yeah. They take, they do take a long time to really start moving. There's a lot of jumping throughout the course of this trailer, which is, which is great. Uh, but then, you know, when he actually jumps toward his opponent, it, it, it made it seem like almost like a tennis game, right? Where there were boundaries between the two of you and right. you just had to use these projectiles, but it seems like there's more than that. Um, and I don't want to shit on this all day, Wes. So I think it's time to move on until we get more information. <laughs> um, if you are the developer of Rumble, please give us more information about your game. Because usually what I do, Wes, is, is I go over to the Steam store and, and I go look up these games and, and just we, and we go through the entire Steam store and read up on it. Uh, but this, the information on this game is not readily available and we were running late today. So, uh, so that this is what you got. It rocks. That's what, that's what you got. <laughs> it rocks. Uh, in which brings us to our next trailer that I, we're, we're really desperately not going to try to make too much fun of here. Uh, but it's a game called Premortal. And I woke up today to a, uh, a press release of Premortal in my inbox. Uh, and, and I was like, Hey, uh, cause they were listing a, like a Steam release and, uh, I don't know, some other headset releases, but no PlayStation VR, PSVR 2 release. And so I, I emailed them back and said, Hey, we only cover PSVR two over here. Is this plan for PSVR two? They said, yes, it will, it's coming to PSVR two, but it obviously will not come out alongside these other, uh, <laughs> alongside these other, uh, headsets. I'm a little, I'm a little concerned about this one too, because it looks like Wes song in the smoke. Uh, but, but, but not as good. No, I mean, it's, uh, it looks like, I mean, I guess on a very basic level, there there are some comparisons here. Like they're both survival games. They're both outdoors. They both have animals. Both and have grass and trees. Yeah, that's yep. true. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a market here for this sort of game. There are people out there who love these sorts of things where you just basically, you know, start with nothing and live off the land and kind of, um, you know, make a life for yourself or die. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's hunting. I mean, they they check all of the boxes of a basic, you know, survival game. Um, what I'd like to know is if there's more going on here. Like the reason why we love Song in the Smoke, or one of the reasons why we love so Song in the Smoke, is because there's there's more to it than just surviving. There's the, the world that you're living in isn't it, isn't your typical world. There's like spiritualism, mysticism going on. Um, you know, there, there are things happening at night that, that, uh, some people might even consider to be a bit spooky. Um, there's more going on there than just the survival part of it, which by the way, the survival part of it's done in such a way that that's even fun. And that's coming from someone who doesn't typically like these sorts of games. So, um, I'd like to know if there's something more going on here or if this, is this just a game that could be called survival VR, you know, which Honestly, 
I think that that's what they called it, should have called Song in the Smoke, and it would have sold way more copies. Uh, <laughs> luckily, we do have a Steam page for Premortal VR, uh, and it gives us a lot more information uh, uh, than this trailer gives us, and, it, and actually somewhat promising, I think I'd have to say. Uh, they say Premortal VR is an exploration and survival game for single player set in a procedurally generated world. Survive and explore the vast, unique world. Gather valuable resources, craft mighty weapons and armor, sculpt the landscape as you see fit, build villages and castles, prepare well for your trials and ascend beyond. Every new world is uniquely generated for the player. The terrain system makes sure there is complete variety in the generated foliage, structures, animals, and items. The ground itself can be terraformed using a shovel. Uh, the world is filled with usable resources like stone, wood, potatoes, copper, and so much more. The player has a few stats like health and stamina, which can be increased by the various foods in the game. Some of the food can be cooked for bonus stats. Um, I mean, just, you know, this isn't even the, the end of it. Um, but already we're seeing that maybe this has a more primitive look to it, but it does seem like you're going to be able to interact with the environment more than something like, say, Song in the Smoke, right? You're going to be able to, the fact that you can actually... This just brings to mind populace. I'm, I'm sure there's better examples yeah. of terraforming the world. Um, but being able to shovel, being able to build structures in an entire villages, castles, uh, there's some, there's something here that, that goes a step beyond Song in the Smoke based on that description. Because Song in the Smoke was a world that you lived in long enough to survive there and then finally move on to the next world. Um, this seems like a place where you survive. And the longer you survive, you begin thriving. And I think that's something that Song in the Smoke, like if uh, kind of missed out a little bit on, you know, it was, it, there was obviously a different goal in mind for that game. Yeah, very different, right? Like the, and I feel like that, you know, Song in the Smoke would have been a different game if other people were in it. There's something about the solitude in that game that I feel adds to the experience. With that said, I'm a, a totally introverted person and probably enjoy stuff like that a little more than others. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, um, what they're describing here is something that's very detailed. And, you know, while, while it may look a little rough around the edges graphically, it seems like they have built a pretty deep, uh, gameplay progression here. So, um, yeah, again, there's an audience for this stuff for sure. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how it translates these sorts of games, how it translates to VR. Like, are people going to want to go into VR and build a village? with a shovel um <laughs> time will tell time will tell uh and also time will tell uh, even even more importantly uh if if anyone's going to care about this game after green hell launches because green hell <laughs> dude as far as i know in kubo hasn't changed their projection for this game they've been saying q3 for quite a while uh q3 2023 and i don't know if you've been paying attention to the month but we're almost in the last month of Q3 2023. This is they've been True. they've been showing this off for a while now. Uh, so what do you think? You think this is going to make it out on time and then kind of make everybody forget about Premortal? I'm confident. Uh, I'm confident that this is either either it's going to hit it, hit its window or it won't be long thereafter uh, because it feels that way. Like that they they're becoming a little bit more active in social media, this sorts of things, <clears throat> putting out screenshots and things like that. Um, and they're, you know, Incubo is uh, a quality team that they, they're pretty good about hitting their deadlines and putting out quality work. So I have faith in them. Um, so yeah, I, I would, um, if I had to bet, I would bet that, yeah, it probably comes out next month sometime. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Because you know, there's just not enough games coming out in August. 
Oh, well, I, I te- well, well, by next month, I actually meant September. I don't know. I'm, I'm in next week already, I guess, then. Oh, damn. Uh, it, it, yeah, I think it'll be out in September sometime, most likely. All right. Well, you won't hear me complaining if it doesn't make the Q3 release window because, damn, dude, August is stacked. And behind the scenes, yeah. we're actually hearing about it being even more stacked than people are it's aware. Stacked it's stacked. <laughs> so, um not looking forward to uh, the the three reviews a week I'm going to have to do. Uh, but what are you going to do? Uh, Electrical Blast in the chat says Q3 ends after August. Yeah, it's January, February, March. That's Q1. April, May, June. That's Q2. Because 12 months divided by three makes quarters of three months apiece. Okay? So it's June, J- July, August, September. October, November, December. That's... I was also in the wrong month, Wes. Thank you very much <laughs> for thank you very much, Electrical Blast, for reminding me uh, what month we were in and when Q3 ends. Yeah, so we we have till the end of September, uh, which is a full two months away. Right. Thank you. Yeah, I have been humbled. Uh, which brings us, <laughs> uh, obviously, we're all excited for Wander: The Fragments of Fate. That's uh, Obviously, one of the bigger PSVR 2 titles coming uh, in 2024, at least one of the very few that's already been announced to be coming in 2024. Uh, and today, they actually made me even more excited about it, if you can believe that. Did you happen to see the tweet that I'm talking about, Wes? I did. It's intriguing, Brian. Like this, I want to know what this game is going to be. Like, obviously... They're iterating upon the original, and they're they're. It's going to be different. I want to know how different it's going to be, and you know, we've kind of had this ongoing conversation around, you know, should they be charging upgrade fee? How much should they be charging? And there are people out there who are saying this is a whole new game. Uh, so they, I mean, even if there's no upgrade path at all, that's fine. Um, my question is, but is it? Obviously, there's going to be a lot different about it. I mean, if they're if they're focusing on things like your in-game avatars, and then what we're talking about here today, like it seems like this is very different stuff um, that wasn't really utilized at all or, or much in the uh, in the first game at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that they're showing it right here in this trailer, uh, how much climbing is involved. Um, how much jumping is involved the fact that you can swim now i mean this is these are these these are game game changing mechanics uh your feet were very much glued to the floor in the first uh in the first iteration of this game and then you would teleport whenever you wanted to go through a window or or jump down a ledge and so this gives you this full mobility and, and more interaction with the world and the tweet that um i'm sorry as everybody in the chat has already corrected us What's a tweet? Said Dan Kiefer. Don't you mean an X? Indeed. Yeah, did they did they change the terminology for like I, I thought it was still uh, they're still tweets even though it's on the platform. Yeah, it's, X. They're still calling it tweets, but uh, but the platform <laughs> the the logo has just changed to a giant X. Um, so yeah, the uh, here let's uh, let's blow this thing up here. Uh, they said. Wander Fragments of Fate coming 2024 tweeted, we heard you and apparently you like combat. That's why we added a whole new combat system to Wanderer Threads of Fate. And they show this image of, I mean, they, which is 
very familiar to anybody who's played this game before, uh, right? Um, you've got a fist in one hand and a super soaker in the other. <laughs> uh, and as my, my favorite response, uh, it comes to us from Frontways. Uh, it says, ah, yes, the, <laughs> the famous World War II versus super soaker battle. I remember reading all about that in history class once. Uh, because right. yeah, this is during the World War II segment of the game. Uh, and they're, and they, but they're basically saying there's a whole, there's a whole new combat system in the game. And I'm sorry, somehow when I looked at this earlier, I just saw a fist and a super soaker, but now, but that's not it. There's a whole paddle involved there. I just, I just saw it up on my screen. Um, so a whole new, what, what do you think this whole new combat system is going to entail Wes? Yeah, that, that's the question, right? Because there, there is some limited combat in the original wander and, and, you know, it does serve to add a little variety to the game. And that's something I felt that they did a really good job of, um, you know, taking what is basically in essence, a puzzle adventure, but adding in, so, you know, sprinkling in some different gameplay elements here and there to keep the game fresh as you, uh, as you make your way through it. It seems like they're leaning into that a little bit more heavily now. So again, I wonder if, the, if this is just going to, if, if they're just polishing up what they already had in this game, or if they're like literally remaking it so that the game focuses more on combat, that that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. I, I definitely wonder that too. Obviously they're not just adding, you know, climbing and jumping, uh, and, and then not giving you any reason to do it. And so if they're revamping the combat system, they're obviously giving you reason to do it. Um, these guys have basically had two years or if not more, two years, to go back in and change the essence of what Wanderer is. Two years in the VR space is long enough to make a full-fledged game. Uh, so, so being afforded this amount of time uh, to to kind of just, I don't know, to, to, to achieve their full vision of Wanderer, uh, some, somewhat of a godsend. I, I really do wonder who's behind all this or if the sales of wonder were, were legitimately just that good enough for them to continue building, being able to do this. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people have forgotten about this game. This is our game of the year. Like it, uh, it was really an exceptional game in its time and holds up even today. That's why I was kind of surprised to hear how far they're going with revamping it. What is already an incredible game. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. It could just be very well that the developers, uh, are taking the opportunity to achieve their full vision for the first game. Yeah. And um, that's great because that isn't something that you hear of often. Even with AAA companies, typically they have to scale back their vision uh, to get their finished product out the door. So uh, when you see a studio like this that's taking the opportunity to kind of go back and, and do it right, so to speak, uh, that's exciting, especially coming from a studio like this that has already proven to be quite talented yeah yeah i agree i guess we'll have to uh, be patient and wait till 2024 to know exactly what we're in for but uh this is also the kind of thing where and i hate saying this because things like this tweet make us get us excited for it but i kind of want them to stop now right because they showed us this whole new trailer <laughs> they, they talked about all the different things that they're going to change over on the playstation blog uh and now they're now they're like putting out these smaller tweets and I, I don't want there to not be any surprises left, right? Because for the people who haven't played it, this is all great news. It's all going to be new to them. And it's in, but, but for us, we, we know 
some of the puzzles. We know most of the, the places we're going to visit. And so there's not going to be a whole, like a, a ton of surprises. Um, and so anything else that they have, I kind of hope that they just go quiet on and say, well, we would need to save some of the excitement for the people who've already played this. You're right. 2024 is uh, still quite some way away. So they probably should um, slow down, if not go radio silent for a few months and start building hype when uh, launches a little closer. Double M Gaming with a $2 tip says, if Twitter is X, are Twitter videos X videos now? I've seen some X videos on Twitter, though. Hell yeah, I have. I'm always nervous because I'm like signed into the without parole account when I'm clicking on shit and I'm like, don't accidentally like anything. It's going to show up in somebody's feed because Brian Powell clicked a heart on right. a porn video. That's all it takes, man, is you, you look at one, you know, <laughs> out, of, out of pure like primal instinct and now the AI has you forever yeah. and they know exactly how to rope you in, bro. Like how you put that pure primal instinct, like, like it's not actually my fault. It makes, that's how it no. makes it sound. It's my fault. It's not your fault, Brian. It's, it's chemicals. It's nature. For anyone who doesn't know, Twitter's got great porn. <laughs> uh, Endeavor one is tapping out. He says, Oh dear. That's <laughs> <laughs> why West days are the best, bro. West days are the best days, Wes. Uh, and today did not disappoint. Over on the PlayStation blog, we got an announcement uh, from Smilegate Entertainment uh, about one of the more anticipated games coming out next month. And that is, of course, Crossfire Sierra Squad. Um, I want to point something out. Over on Twitter, don't tell him I said this. Okay, let's keep this just between us, everybody. Nathy tweeted a video that he got exclusive hands-on with Crossfire Sierra Squad. Now, I don't want to disappoint him because I like Nathie. However, Wes beat him to the punch. Here's the video of Wes playing Crossfire Sierra Squad <laughs> months ago. Months ago. Months ago. <laughs> so, so take that, Nathie. Suck it. Suck it, Nathie. <laughs> yeah, don't tell him I said that because I really do like Nathie. Um... Dude, this is, I, I love it. I, ha, I actually had to search out this video, uh, in my download folder of, of you playing Crossfire Sierra Squad. What, what, uh, what event was this at? This was, I want to say GDC, Game Developers Conference. That seems right. Right on. And when, when was that? Um, April? That was March. 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 Whew. Uh, and, and you liked it, man, right? Like, I mean, like, if anyone has any doubts about this game, like, you went hands on with it four months ago and it was good then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just, you know, I've made an emphasis then, and I'd like to reiterate now, um, this is a different game, it's a different shooter, um, this is more arcade style, a lot, a lot of times when people see such good, like, graphics and production value, they automatically assume that it's a simulation type game, and that's not what this is, this is, a, this is an arcade style shooter with tons of enemies coming in, and fast-paced action, uh, but yeah, you're right, I did like it, uh, the production value alone, uh, was enough to make the experience worth uh, worth my time. Yeah, I, I do want to uh, make everybody aware, in case they didn't know, uh, that without parole is quoted over on the uh, the Steam page of Crossfire Sierra Squad. Um, and I'm, I'm not doing this to toot my own horn because guess what? It has nothing to do with me. Uh, <laughs> the the quote actually reads: Here it is. 
uh, very, very polished military shooter for VR. And it's, and it's quoted as PSVR two without parole. And when they, they messaged me asking me, Hey, is it cool if we use that quote? And I was like, sure. Did I say that? And they said, no, Wes said it. And I said, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> if Wes said it, it must be true. You can use the quote. And, uh, so I have arrived. <laughs> so I think that's your, uh, that's your first official without parole quote. It's your, it's your first box quote. Awesome. Thank you, Fred. Shout out Fred, everyone. What's <laughs> up, Fred? Thank you. Yeah, Fred's a good dude. Um, he is. so we didn't, we haven't even gotten to the point at burying the lead as always here on without parole. Um, the, the blog post that, that came out today uh, revealed a release date of August 29th. Uh, and also, I don't think it was even listed in the blog post, but they also revealed the price over on Twitter, and that was $29.99. Uh, fucking insane price as from what they've listed. They've talked about uh, a full single-player campaign. They've talked about 52-player co-op missions. They've talked about a horde mode that you can play with up to four players total. Uh, and it just sounds like there's a ton of content in this game. You know, I think all of us were expecting, well, you tell me what you were expecting, Wes, because I wasn't expecting $30. Uh, no, I, I wasn't expecting it to be a $60 game either. I was expecting it to be uh, probably $40, $45, something like that. I think $30 is a great price for it. And yeah, a bit surprising to me as well. That's a lot of game uh, for, for just $30. Yeah. I mean, I was definitely, I mean, thirty nine ninety nine was my base. That's, I was like, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be $40. That's just where it was in my head. Uh, and then, you know, as, as we kept hearing more information and as I saw Sony keep pushing this thing, I was like, mm, okay, maybe, maybe if it launches at $49.99, right? Maybe it's a $50 game instead of a $40 game. Because look at the prices we've seen lately, Wes. Uh, right. Operation Wolf was 30. Synapse was 35, <laughs> right? I mean, there's definitely, I mean, those games were good in their own right for various reasons, but they, I, mm-hmm. I think both of them were a little overpriced for what they were. Um, so I just kind of got used to seeing these prices that were a little bit higher than expected. And then this one comes in at least $10 lower than I expected. And here I thought that was a good thing, but it freaked a lot of people out, Wes. Did you know that people yeah. freaked out when they saw the $30 price tag? <laughs> I've seen this before, Brian. Actually, it was quite a phenomenon. Back in the day, um, there was a game coming out for Oculus PC on Oculus Rift called Defector. And it was a very high-quality game from a great studio. Um, and they built hype for it for years. Beautiful game visually. Everyone was super hyped for it until the price tag came out. And that game was announced at $20 U.S., and at that time, it killed all hype for it. Wow. People lost all interest because they said, if this game is only $20, then there's no way it's as good as we think that it, thought that it was going to be. And it actually kind of flopped a little bit compared to what was expected of it after that. So, yeah, I've seen this before. Uh, so I, I find it, I find that reaction interesting because for the record, Defector came out. And while it was a little bit short, like it was five or six hours long, something like that, um, it was like top quality. Even even by today's standards, Defector is a great game. So, yeah, um, I wouldn't panic too much, people. I, I can tell you, having played it, again, if you like fast-paced arcade-style shooters, you're going to dig it. It's really good. There's a wide variety of weapons, and uh, there's just enough enemy variety and the action is pretty intense, so I think people are going to like it, and this is a lot to do about nothing. 
I, I mean, I hope you're, I hope you're 100% right. Uh, cause yeah, I was, I was ecstatic, uh, ecstatic because we hear a lot of complaints about prices. We hear people say, I'm just going to wait for a sale when a game is like, you know, an eight or lower. Uh, sometimes we hear that for a game that's rated much higher. Um, and so I just, I just feel like these guys are putting a lot, uh, of focus on day one sales saying, Hey, listen, like we're going to price it at a point where you don't have to wait for a sale. Like it's just going to be good from the get go. We are, we care about our player base. We, there's, there's a big multiplayer focus here with all the co-op elements. And so we want that player base to be strong right from the get go. So I've definitely got my fingers crossed and I hope it turns out to be great. As far as the content's concerned, uh, I think they said what 13 single player missions, like that's the campaign. And then 50, 50, uh, two player co-op missions. And, and, and that just, that number just is baffling to me because even if the, those 50 missions end up being five minutes a piece, that's like still five hours of, yeah. of, of, of two player co-op, uh, missions and, and hopefully they're replayable. But I mean, I have no idea how long these missions are. Did you get any sense of what that's like based on your time with it? Uh, so, so they let us play, um, two chapters um, or missions or whatever. And, and I don't know if, if what I played was if, if the two were considered just one mission or if, if there, there were actually two, but I mean, it was one room. It was kind of like arena. The way the game set up, it's kind of like you move into an area that's a, you know, a, a pretty large arena, we'll call it, even though it's not technically an arena. There's, it's like about that scale and then enemies just keep running in and entering into it until you kill them all. And then you run out the exit in the back into the next one and lather, rinse, and repeat. Okay. Uh, but there were so many enemies in the thing. Like, it took a while to get through it. I mean, it was at least five or ten minutes to get, get through one of these rooms. So, yeah, I think, you know, even if it is just five minutes, you're right. I mean, it's going to be a lot of game. Uh, and to be, for what it's worth, I'd be surprised if they didn't at some point make the main campaign uh, co-op as well, because the whole game is squad-based. There's four players on your team at all times. Uh, it's just AI. So I, I don't imagine it would be too difficult to kind of make the single-player stuff into multiplayer. Yeah. I mean, that that was my hope. You know, this, the second we found out uh, that the entire game wasn't like four-player co-op, uh, you know, I immediately messaged them and was like, hey, this is your hook. Like this is, this is the thing that Crossfire has going for it that it sets it apart from all the other first person shooters. And as we know, August is jam packed. Uh, I mean, we already have Pavlov. We're getting Firewall Ultra. This is coming. Obviously, um, uh, Alvo and D-Day Enhanced are both on the way. You know, so like, but, but these guys have carved out their own little niche. It's how it's pronounced, you guys. Niche. They've carved out their own little niche that's arcade focused and uh, in co-op. Uh, and, and this is just not something that other, uh, the other shooters are doing. Uh, most of them don't even have campaigns. So, uh, so I, I told him, I was like, this is something you kind of need to focus on. If, if there's any way, if it's any way possible, you know, make the campaign, uh, you know, two player, four player, whatever. Um, they were nice. Fred was nice. He took the feedback and didn't call me a moron or tell me to go fuck myself as I would have done probably if I was him. I'd be like, what do you know, kid? So, um, but yeah, it, it is still nice, though, regardless of everything else, uh, regardless of the single-player campaign, it is nice that we have all these co-op uh, missions involved here. Uh, two good points in the chat. Darth Vader with the $2 tip says, $30 was an unexpected but welcomed one. 
Thank you very much, Vader. And then Looper, right below him, uh, Looper, the underground game cat, said, the question is how repetitive those 50 missions will be. Uh, and if they are a lot like you're describing, Wes, if it's, if, if it's run into a room, everything becomes a wave shooter, and then run into the next room, everything becomes a wave shooter, uh, it could be a little it could be a little repetitive, but we'll have to see. I don't want to pass judgment quite yet. There's certainly some danger of that. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a lot that I, I can't really speak to because at the end of the day, I did just play two levels, you know? Um, but with that said, I can say, I can tell you that their arsenal is large and varied. And um, there's a lot of potential just in working your way through that arsenal because each weapon uh, is so different and has such a different potential for destruction in this world that just playing through the arsenal alone is going to be fun. And that's not to mention, you know, the levels themselves. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what the, what the like scope of the game is or, or, or how the varied the levels or even the enemies are. Um, but I know what was there was pretty good. Nice. Well, I'm going to try not to say things like, Keep your expectations in check. <laughs> no, people should definitely keep always keep their expectations in check. Right. Um, so, yeah. Except for when it comes to Phasmophobia, my most anticipated game. Madison. I'm looking forward to Madison. Oh, yeah. I guess I was thinking about August games. Um, oh, yeah. Hmm. I don't know, man. There's too many, there's too many good games on the way, I got to say. Uh, I've got viewer takeover questions here. You ready for this one? Sure. Guys, if you don't know how to leave a viewer takeover question, it's basically the way you can get your question on the show and you don't have to pay anything. You don't have to tip us. We don't care if you tip us. Uh, we love your support, but we don't require it. Um, go over to our discord, click the link in the description below and, uh, and join us over there. Go into the viewer takeover channel and leave your viewer takeover question. Like Rachel Gamecat five eight six three did. I love that Rachel's Gamecat name is Rachel Gamecat five eight six three, like an inmate number of some kind. Like it's like this. She's doing this against her, her will. <laughs> Sorry, Rachel. I'm sure that's not what you intended. Maybe it was. I have no idea. She writes hashtag Game viewer cat bots. <laughs> yeah, right. There weren't enough Gamecat name changes, so we just hired a bunch of AI bots to become yep. Gamecats. It's it's all go. an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rachel says, if you could take any film IP and turn it into a PSVR 2 game, what would it be? Uh, while you're thinking about it, Wes, she said, for me, it would be Jaws, the original one. Story-driven action, detective elements on land, plus things like clearing the beach, action on boats, and in the water, and great characters, plus some survival horror. I don't think anything could... Now that she's put Jaws in my head, I can't think of anything but Jaws. Jaws would be, um, I don't know. I don't know how that would translate to a VR game, but it could be cool, I guess. I mean, there could, certainly could be some tense situations, right? Um, for me, I've always wanted a proper video game adaptation of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And that was even before VR. Like, like they, there were some flat games that were kind of uh, released around the movies when they came out. And the first one was really good. It was a nice story-driven, um, you know, a, a story-driven adventure game um, that even contained some parts from the books that weren't, didn't make it into the movie. 
but then when the sequel came out, the the Two Towers or whatever, it went from being a, an adventure game, story driven adventure game, to a scenario based like action game, which it was fun in its own right. But I still kind of wanted to, you know, live through that story, so to speak, through the game. Yeah. And they never gave me that. So, um, I mean, it's kind of tough to pick just one. But that was that was kind of the what popped in my mind when you asked me the question was, you know, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, that would be epic to experience in VR. So the, the chat is all over the aliens thing. Um, obviously, Alien is a great franchise. Um, yeah. And uh, they've had some great games over the year, mostly. I mean, Alien Isolation is the one that pops out. And I, and I would love that game in VR. I don't know what Servios is making. They're making more of an action horror game. Uh, so I don't have my hopes up too high for that. Um, I mean, I would have to say, I mean, growing up, Wes, my favorite movie series was Indiana Jones. Um, I, I discovered Indiana Jones through the last crusade. Uh, that was the newest one when I was old enough to watch those movies. And then, uh, and I kind of worked my way backwards and, uh, watched Temple of Doom and then finally Raiders. And I just think, I mean, I don't know how this would translate, but having a whip that actually works well in VR where you can whip it whip something and then actually swing across a ravine or something on that would that feeling translate would it work properly could you get the whip physics down and make it do the things you want to do maybe but i mean that that's you know that's the original uncharted right there that's that in tomb raider um is sort of what um the nathan drake series is based on so uh i I would absolutely love indiana jones yeah well you know i I had, uh, when I was a young boy, I had, I had three favorite movies. Uh, one of them was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Absolutely loved it. Um, Back to the Future. Yes. Which I think would make an amazing VR game as well. All hoverboarding, uh, baby. The whole game, just yeah, hoverboarding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Conan the Barbarian, which, again, would make an amazing VR game. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to trump Conan and, and replace it with the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> that was one of my favorites. I probably wore through that VHS tape when I was a kid. Um, yeah, it's a good one. I was into the cartoon. Like, I was heavy into the cartoon. I, I thought I didn't really get it. I, like, I thought the movie was all right, but I didn't, like, super get into it or anything. Oh, I couldn't believe how dark it was. And, like, I was I was 12-year-old Brian was, like, emo before emo was a thing, right? And I was watching that. I was like, Raphael's so depressed. He, like, laying in the bathtub. <laughs> couldn't believe he let Master Splinter get kidnapped. Like, it's like, I feel for you, buddy. I feel for you. What's the point in life? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. I mean, but also Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would make a great one, too. Like, because, I mean, any yeah. anything that has hoverboards of any kind, and they had, like, their whatever their sewer boards were that were in the cartoon. Those had to have had a name. I just don't remember what they were. That'll be the next title for Men Dreams. Oh, let's hope so. Well, let's see how Ghostbusters turns out, and then I'll say let's hope so. Owando Cat, Kirinando yeah. Cat, uh, with his level three membership, goes whoop, whoop. Appreciate you adding to the conversation, Owando. Good stuff. Uh, we also have uh, Silver Nexus with the $5 tips. Is any recent updates about Journey to Foundation uh, release date ideas? So if you follow Archiact, or I think they actually have an official Journey to Foundation Twitter account now, or X account, and, uh, and they, they do recent, they do frequent devlogs and um, 
updates and, and they talk about the characters. So they're trucking along over there, but for a game that has a 2023 release date and the fact that we're already not quite near the end of Q3 as I thought we were, there's a lot of games with 2023 release dates that don't have anything more specified than that. Like we have uh, 8, 9, 10, 11. I mean, some games get released in December, right? But it's mostly like by the end of November, like games try to get released by. We have like four solid months of game release left, maybe four and a half. And I could think of probably 20 games that all have just blanket 2023 release dates. And for whatever reason, haven't gotten any more specific than that. And Journey to Foundation is one of them. Uh, So I hope we hear more about it soon. Have you heard anything left? No, no more than you. You know, you're right. They are... um they're they're great about sharing you know information about the game about the story its characters the development these sorts of things uh it gives you the feeling like they're probably going to be the one of the ones that actually hit their target like i do believe the game's coming this year um but yeah i mean typically the way it works is if we've got 20 games that are going to be out between now and the end of the year six or seven of those are going to get delayed in the next year um and then the rest of them will make it. A couple of those will be in December, and that will be to their own detriment. You know, games often get overlooked that release in December. Um, True. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think it probably will be out by, uh, you know, October, November. But, again, that's all speculation. I don't know that. Um, I know this game has been in development for a very long time, so I would expect it to be nearing completion. Uh, super cool video, bro. In the chat with the $2 tip has his own recommendation for a movie IP. Uh, it says an LA Noir st- VR style Blade Runner game. Uh, Blade Runner has just one of the best, uh, best worlds, best atmospheres, best, uh, I mean, just, it, it feels like, it doesn't feel like it was created for that movie. It feels like the director and all the actors stepped in to an already existing world. Um, and to be able to exist in something like that, I mean, obviously cyberpunk tried that, right. Um, and it sounds like cyberpunk actually got a lot better over the years over, over the, yeah. since it came out. Um, so I, I'd probably be real happy with just that game in VR. Um, but yeah, something a little more detective style, like LA Noir in the setting of Blade Runner would be awesome. Super cool video, bro. Basically, you want uh, you want somebody to come along and add a story campaign into Lo-Fi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, and I'm desperately hoping. I'm desperately hoping that there is a story campaign in Lo-Fi, right? Because we we haven't re- we don't know what the most recent updates to Lo-Fi have been. I don't know if the most recent updates have even been public for Lo-Fi. Uh, so I don't I don't know if anybody really knows where Lo-Fi stands at this point, unless people do and i'm just out of the loop i don't know i mean there's still i mean the, the world is becoming quite full uh in terms of atmosphere and things like that it's always had going for it uh but there's still not much there in terms of like this is a game i mean there's some mini games and stuff in there but i don't i really don't it's not going to be a traditional game it's it's going to be i describe it as the ultimate multiplayer world for one player I like the sound of that, I think. Mm. Uh, somebody named Miles Dyer is in the chat with his level, level two membership. Uh, 
He says, have you seen the movie Constipation? Nope, because it hasn't come out yet. I'm stripping him of his level two membership, Brian. For real, dude. <laughs> he shouldn't lose a level for every terrible pun. Wando Cat, Kiernando Cat with the 100 euro. Thank you very much for your generosity, sir. We love and appreciate you. It says, whoop, whoop is poetry. I'll have you know. You're apparently just not sophisticated enough to truly appreciate a good whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> That's you true. You can't read this dude's, this dude's name without me hearing AJ going off in my head. Oh, Wando. You know. Oh, you didn't finish? I was going to. Oh, Wando Cat. Kiernando Cat. No! I mean, <laughs> that's all I hear. It's just a soccer game. It's just the announcer. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Wando Cat. You're right. I've been told over and over I'm not sophisticated enough to understand the nuances of the more subtle world. Uh, speaking of total lack of sophistication. Wes, it's time to play a little PSVR 20 questions. Are you ready to play? I don't know. Mm. Probably. Probably. You should, be, <laughs> you should probably say no, just warning you. Because, no. <laughs> I'm AJ, not ready. AJ on Monday picked... Are you ready for this one? Did you watch Monday's show? No, but I, I, I tuned in. Like, literally, I tuned in as you guys were signing off. And Tiffany in the chat told me that I just missed a super deep cut. Yeah. Do you want to know what it was? What was it? Neptune Fox. Oh, God. Right? How deep of a uh, cut was that? That's pretty deep. Like, I'm, I'd recognize the title, and I can kind of almost visualize the uh, cover art from seeing it on the store. Yep. Uh, but I've never played that, and there's no way in a million years I would ever guess a game like that. <laughs> one of these. I mean, I reviewed that game. And I still, I, it was the first, uh, thank, thank God we have people like Looper, the, the game cat who, uh, who, who keeps track of all these games. And he was able to say, not only was that not the first time, uh, Neptune Flux was picked, it's the second time it was picked. Wow. And also the second time that AJ picked it. The first time <laughs> AJ picked it was the very first episode of, uh, of 20 questions we ever did. Or the first time that AJ was allowed wow. to pick for 20 questions. And so what I'm trying to tell you, Wes, and everybody in the chat, is that don't listen to AJ when he says he's trying to get me back for all my deep cuts. He started this shit with deep cuts, and I've been trying to get him back ever since. Don't listen to his nonsense. He's full of it. Just like Zach Lightning. I mean, what a what a way to start with Neptune Flux. Right? right? He he was being competitive right off the bat, right? <laughs> I mean, competitive is not even the word for it. Just like stabbing me in the back the second I wasn't looking. <laughs> That's how he started this shit off. Ridiculous. So all, what I want to know is where is our um, our remaster for PSVR two Neptune Flux? I don't know, man. Like I I actually really like Neptune Flux. Uh, I had a good time with it. It's only a couple hours long. Um, but it, it tells a nice little story, the, the, the progression, uh, and your powers and everything, uh, increase as you go. It, it, it feels really good to play. It was fun to play. Um, and, and I'm wondering, I think it was made by one dude and I'm wondering if that one dude is still making games. I, I, I should really reach out to him and see if he's still around. Um, cause I would love a PSVR two remaster of that game. And then people would complain mm -hmm. and say, Oh, why are we still getting games like this? It's 2023, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. but it's good. It's right. good. Trust me. Yeah. 
Uh, Some of my favorite games come from uh, some dude. Right? Red Matter. Two dudes. Separation. Yeah. One dude. Good stuff. Virgo 2. Oh, right. Which I just have to trust you on. Uh, Which, by the way, I don't know if you saw Vertigo 2 is on uh, able to be uh, wishlisted now on the PlayStation Store. Nice. So we're making our way to everyone go wishlist it. Everybody wishlisted. Twenty twenty three, Brian. Kill artist, the dream weaver. I know, right? And like, when the hell in twenty twenty three? Also, new motto. When the fuck is that coming? Happy Funland, uh, Madison. All these games are twenty twenty three. But when perp? When? If only I knew somebody at Perp that could tell me. (laughs) Kill Artist won the Dreamweaver GameCat with the $5 tip says, Brian, I'm still about 20,000 behind you on Switchback. Oh, second day playing. I am really getting Rush of Blood vibes. We need Rush of Blood now. Hell's motherfucking Good luck catching up. How much much Switchback have you played, Brian, since... uh... I've, it, uh, I've done two I've done two runs total and and I only played for about thirty minutes to to check out the update. It's harder now. It is. Like I, I'm not coming anywhere close to my uh previous high scores. It's harder now. Well then mm-hmm. I gotta I'm gonna have to test out that little theory, Wes, and jump back in and see if I can match my old scores. Because I was sitting here gloating, being like, ah. Oh, I did that in just a couple runs. Actually, no, what's funny is he's saying he's about 20,000 points behind me. That must be like on the first level or something because I did play the first level like three or four times to beat other YouTubers' high scores. Um, I don't know if it, you were on there or AJ or GT or whoever the fuck it was, but I was like, I need to beat their scores. Like just for the first level after that, I didn't care. Um, and so that might be the score uh, that I actually spent time working on. But yeah, I haven't tried to get a high score since the update. So I'll check that out and uh, and see if I can confirm your suspicion, Wes, that it's harder now. Nope, never mind. Uh, good luck, kill artist. Um, good luck. <sighs> Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy VR. Yes. Thankfully, Zach Lightning said something to redeem himself. All right, man. It is time to play 20 questions. Everybody in the chat, make sure you help out Wes. Um, it's not going to be an easy one. So uh, give them good questions. Give them good answers. Uh, I'm going to put six minutes up on the clock. You only have 20 yes or no questions to figure this shit out. Are you ready, Wes? I am ready, Brian. On your mark. Get Dez. Go. So is this game announced for PSVR 2? Uh, it, y- yeah. Yeah. It is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, has it released yet? Yes. I see where you're going with that okay. because it could have been. Okay, I understand. Yep. Yeah. Um, is this a good game, Brian? Wait, 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 wait. Is this game on our top 25 list? Or was it on any of our top 25 lists? I'd have to check. Uh, if it was on any of our top 25 lists, it wouldn't have been near the top. I don't remember this even coming up for discussion. Uh, but it's oh, one of those, not. it's a game that maybe could have fallen somewhere near the bottom of the top 25 list mm, support multiplayer no um okay so uh it's a psvr2 game that's good ish but not great um is it uh exclusive to psvr2 no and what i mean by that is that it's also on other platforms 
Is it? I just burn a question. Pretty much is what you're telling me. Is this on? Um, is it on uh, like a non Sony platforms? Is what yes. I meant by that. Yes. All right. So it's. Yeah, a, I didn't. I, you, I'm not counting as a question because that's what you were asking. Yes, yeah. it's on other non Sony oh. platforms. It's five. All right. So we have a decent game. Um, hmm. It's good, not great. Wouldn't be and something that wasn't on. So, so. Um. This is a scary game, Brian. Yes. Okay. Um. So people name off some mediocre scary games. Oh, I think Looper might have it. Um, let's uh, let's see here. Um, does this did this game have a notable uh, bug at launch? Yeah, very notable. Yeah. Does this game have uh, televisions that look like they're full of hamburger? Oh. That's not what I was thinking they were full of, but yes. <laughs> is this game Oregon Quarter, Brian? This game is Oregon Quarter. Uh, let's see. It came out uh, January, February, March, April, May, May 7th, 2023, published by Amada. Um, very Silent Hill-like, in case for someone hasn't played it out there. Um, the notable bug was is talking about was made it impossible. You have to you have to map the whole place yourself, right? Like they you the map fills in. You have to take it out. You have a physical map, but then you have markers that you stamp the map with, uh, which are very similar to the markers that like Silent Hill would auto map for you back in the day. So you have to ch- check a door if it's locked. You take out a marker and you you stamp that on the door, so you're not just wandering back and forth. However, every time you pulled out the map before it was fixed, the marker would get. Uh, Further and further and further and further and further away from your hand. <laughs> so eventually you were trying to, <laughs> to mark the map like this. <laughs> the map as far out to the left as you could and the marker way back here. And it was impossible to play. You'd have to like reset it constantly. Um, but other than that, it was actually a great game. And I need to re-review this one uh, because I feel like I gave it a 6.5 because of all the bugs. Definitely deserving of a little bit higher now. Yeah, I need to play it too. Yeah, I haven't played it yet on um, PSVR two, uh, and largely for for that reason that the time that I actually had time allotted to play it, it was buggy, and I didn't want to play it like that. Yeah. I played it some on PC, um, and I enjoyed it for what it was worth. I didn't play like a lot of it, but I played a few hours, and I really enjoyed the weirdness factor of it. I like weird games, and this game has that in spades. So, um. Yeah, I wouldn't mind finding an excuse and finding time to get back in there and check it out, especially now that it's out on our beloved PSVR 2. Yeah, I, th- I think easily a, a mid to high seven at this point. Um, just definitely, I mean, for for the right audience, you know, I think you have to right. love the retro survival horror games. Uh, I think that people who are not familiar with that might um, might not understand the appeal here and just kind of find it a little drawn out and repetitive. Uh, but if you really appreciate those older games, I think you'll really enjoy this. Uh, Macho Vasquez with the $2 tip says, sorry, I'm late guys. Here's my little daily tip. Thank you very much. He says love and pizza. Um, 
Emily Baxter, the hashtag cartoony witch game kitten with a $2 tip says, thanks for accepting my follow request, Brian. Um, so because I sold my quest today, I had to get in there and factory reset it. But before I factory reset it, I saw that I had like a hundred requests that I was just like, oh shit, I have not turned this thing on in a while. And I just said, accept, 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 accept. And I did see your name on there, Emily. Um, so thank you to everybody who's been patient, has sent me a friend request on PlayStation, has sent me a request on Quest. Um, I, I will, I, I promise I'll get around to it. And anybody who sent me a, a personal message, and Wes, I'm sure you can identify with this. Uh, anybody who sent me a personal message on like Patreon or Twitter or anywhere, uh, that literally isn't the comment section or in Discord, like places that I just live, um, I apologize for being horrible about getting back to you. Um, things have just been really, really busy lately. And I feel like I've been busy from the moment I get up to the moment I go to bed. So I apologize. Your messages are not being ignored. I do see them. I just want to give you the attention you deserve when I respond. Yeah, um, I typically, I'll see the ones that go into Twitter. Um, like, uh, I'll, I'll check those out. The, the ones that come to me in Discord, um, I won't reply to unless I know who you are. So if you're someone who's from the community or, or someone who, who, who leaves comments on YouTube, please like let me know what your handle is and let me know that I know you. Because there's, I get so many messages on Discord uh, from, from, um, you know, scammers, uh, <laughs> messages from discords that I'm kind of an administrator on and people are trying to just, uh, become friends with me just because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- there's, there's a lot of, um, a lot of garbage on Twitter. So I typically tend to ignore DMS on Twitter unless it's somebody that I recognize. So if you are somebody I would recognize and the same thing kind of goes for, um, for like friend requests on, uh, on the, you know, like PlayStation. Like I don't, I don't just willy nilly accept every request I get. Uh, I, I at least vet it out and see if I have mutual friends, this sort of thing. So again, if you're someone who I would know and you have a different handle, say, say who you are. Um, and I, you know, anybody I know and can trust, I'm glad to be friends with, but there's so many scammers out there and just jerks in general. I don't just hit accept on everything that comes to my inbox. Scammers. I, I just have people offering me money to to do nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, scammers. Um, it's, it uh, is yeah. ridiculous, man. Uh, for for the longest for the longest while, um, my my email addresses were pretty free of of spam and scams, and uh, that is no longer the case. No more, but no more, brother. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? All right. It's time to get out of here, Wes. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this beautiful, beautiful West Day. Uh, as always, we had awesome news to talk about because, well, because it's West Day and that's how shit works. Uh, we've got a crazy busy month coming up. Uh, we're going to do our absolute best to cover absolutely everything that we can. Uh, I think I'm going to have to bring live streams back because I haven't live streamed in a while. And obviously... The only way we're going to be able to get some first impression videos out there is to be able to live stream those uh, and, and share those live those first moments with you guys. So look forward to a lot of great things coming up on the channel. Also, uh, Real Optics, just remember to send me a set of lenses. So now I have VR Rock, I have Hans VR, and I have Real Optics. Uh, so as soon as uh, my room review is done, I'm going to get to work on comparing these three brands of VR lenses. Um, should be an interesting comparison. 
I really can't wait to find out which one I like the best because they're just going to stay on my headset. Uh, Wes, anything happening over on Virtual Strangers that we need to be aware of? Uh, nothing more than uh, we, we already talked about, although I will say um, we're nearing. So so this week we'll be doing uh, the Room VR and we'll be doing T for God and probably another game. I do think we're going to have a couple extra keys for the Room VR nice. uh, to give away. So everybody be sure to show up uh, if you'd like to enter for those. And then uh, next week, I think is going to be time for everybody's favorite game of the month so uh yeah that's kind of what we've got going on in the short term what came out this month survive there was a lot of stuff that came out this month i'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank on what exactly those were but i mean there, there was a lot lot of stuff that came out earlier in the month um yeah i don't know i haven't put the list together yet so i don't know off the top of my head okay something to talk about there, next there week stuff- <laughs> Synapse. Synapse came out this month. Are you kidding me? Dude, Synapse feels like it came out like uh, three months ago. I know, right? It seems like forever ago, but no, that was this month. Nice. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you to everybody who helps uh, keep this channel alive. Uh, obviously, we had some amazing tips during the chat tonight. Thank you very much. Uh, people who support us financially also support us uh, for, by being members here on YouTube and over on patreon.com slash without pearl games. Um, thank you to everybody who uh, helps the channel run behind the scenes, like all my amazing moderators. I love you so very much. Uh, couldn't do this without you. Sci-Fi GameCat Henry, Jay Meow, uh, everybody who hangs out during the chat makes this entertaining for for Wes and I to do. Uh, we like to be entertaining for you, but trust me, you make it entertaining for us. So thank you for being here in the chat. And of course, thank you to everybody who sits back and watches the show. Doesn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there and we love you just as much. Happy Wednesday, Wes. Happy Wednesday, Brian. Let's go. Two things in the chat. Uh, get in my belly. Game Cat Wilkins with a level two membership says, Sleepy time she comes, night all. Well, you just no. cuddle up there in bed, Game Cat Wilkins, and I'll just make sure you've got a nice bottle of vodka to fall asleep <laughs> with. Um, also, Macho Vasquez says, I wonder if the time it took for them to get to you will resemble the time they took to get to us or will take to get to us. That may be play a part in our choice uh he's talking about the real optics lenses that um, that yeah so that was it's crazy dude it's crazy like because it's the way he 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 made it very clear that he he had set something up for me uh and put me through the system in a different way than anybody else would go through it and so and and it it basically meant that it was on him my contact over there to do the job and then send it out. Um, and, uh, instead of just going straight to the lab, like a normal order would it's, and then as soon as he realized that he made a mistake, it was here within a week. So I don't, I don't think that'll be the case. I think that it was a special situation for me, uh, personally. Um, you interested I'm, in any I'm interested this, Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't need glasses or I don't know that I need glasses. <laughs> if I do, um, I've made everyone paranoid Wes. Everyone's paranoid. They're all like, I should get my eyes checked to see if VR will be better. <laughs> well, it's getting, you know, it's, I have noticed it is getting a little bit difficult, more difficult to uh, read the video titles on the screen when I'm lying in bed. So maybe it might be starting to go away a little bit. Um, but I am interested to hear 
if there's any difference in these or if they all just work and um and uh, interested to see if it affects like the uh the eye tracking at all because i mean you, they have to be very careful when they design these things not to get in the uh the way of any of those sensors or those ir blasters that uh, are beaming light into your eyes so uh that might be something else you might want to kind of test out as go into the little eyeball thing and see how responsive it is and if these lenses affect that at all for sure what i need to figure out is why the fuck it's affecting my height in games uh with the hans vr lenses i'm not the only person that's uh that's that's had that problem so i need to i need to get in touch with them and find out if there's a solution for that because that's something that i don't think anybody would have expected is it making you taller or shorter (laughs) no i'm like three and a half feet tall in synapse Oh no, that's terrible. Yeah. I was it, thinking it would be like great if there were like real life glasses that made you taller, but <laughs> they make you short. I mean, I guess there are use cases that that would be pretty cool, but yeah. McMahon said, I got VR optician. They're awesome. Not sure if you got those. Those are the one that I didn't get. I think I reached out to them. I didn't get a response. And so I said, you know, what? I think three is three is enough. Um, and I've in real optics are the ones that most people said are like kind of cream of the crop. Uh, VR rock are sort of like the, you know, the most basic you can get. Hans is our nice middle, middle of the road company. So, uh, I think those are the three I'm going to check. Um, and unless I can get in touch with VR optician like today, but all right, you guys, let's get out of here. Uh, thank you again, Wes. And thank you everybody. We love you so much. Have a great West day. Bye.